Chrissy called me up to celebrate, but now is a new beginning. Now I am working on a podcast about a car from the older days, and I know it's gonna be okay. Now we're gonna talk about some new things and figure out what we're doing, cause we know we're gonna be okay. Hello, I'm Miss Chrissy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to, hopefully, Partners in Crime in the 19046, episode 91. What, why hopefully? Because I'm just feeling hopeful that people are going to listen to this ep- episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were like, maybe confused by what, what episode this was going to be or what show this was. <laughs> now you're, you're saying you hope anybody listens. Yeah, pretty much. Yes, yes. Well, what are, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about my piece. Your piece? Like your <laughs> firearm? <laughs> no, that'd be funny, though. I don't have one of those. Do you have you a piece? No, you don't have a piece. I, I don't have a piece. I would like to get a piece. But you're thinking of a different kind of piece than the kind of piece I'm thinking of. Yeah, my peace and quiet kind of piece. Peace and quiet? Why do you need peace and quiet? Because by nine thirty, I hate the world, and I wouldn't. <laughs> no one just talk to me. Uh, why do you hate the world at nine thirty? I'm just so tired of talking to people who are wow. responding to people or any of those things. And nine thirty is your cutoff. That seems to be the new cutoff. Like, what, what was the old cutoff? I think it was more like ten. It's gotten earlier. <laughs> As you get older, you hate the world at an earlier time. It's and true. And you're just going to end up going to bed earlier. Uh, eventually, you're just going to hate the world from the moment you wake up, and then you'll be an official misanthrope. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I've already gotten there. I was there as a teenager. Yeah, but you talk a lot after 930. That I don't understand. Because I'm awake at 930. I have the opposite rhythm you do i am like wide awake the later the night goes that's because you didn't have children that woke you up at like five in the morning for a decade no no i can see why you might want some peace in a little tiny house with three kids yeah it's true so my my favorite type of weeknight piece now okay so let's just say that my piece is like the equivalent of the cliche word self-care, basically. But I don't like that word, so I just call it my piece, just so you know. But on a weeknight, I like to have some tea and watch Project Runway from 2014. <laughs> that specific year? Is that, the, is that like a fine wine that's the best Project Runway? <laughs> 2014. <laughs> no, that's the year I'm on. Next week will be 2015. So that's funny. And you, you drink tea, but you don't just drink any tea. You drink this uh, Tazo 
awake tea that I got you, which is meant to be a replacement for coffee <laughs> to wake you up. It it doesn't work. No, so. it does not work. It, it it works better for me. I don't uh I don't think I should drink that late at night. No, you're very sensitive to caffeine, but um, I don't know. It doesn't seem like that in the morning, but by nighttime, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, we we had your coffee that your daughter got us or got you for Mother's Day, and and uh, I made it the usual strength we make coffee with your disgusting drip coffee maker, and uh, I did not sleep that night. <laughs> Yeah, that is, I was telling her this morning, I was like, you may have gotten me hooked on expensive coffee because the caffeine in that stuff is no joke, and it's actually kind of nice. Uh, Yeah, it might have been just how it was ground for it, you know, for your coffee maker, or maybe just, I don't know, maybe that, that the roast was more caffeine. I, I have no idea. Uh, But yeah, that was a, that was an intense amount of caffeine. Yeah, it's called Concrete Cowgirl. It's actually a cute name. Nice. It's local. Yes, it is. Um, but it's expensive, so I cannot get hooked on this coffee. <laughs> because that's, that's a kind of coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's a kind of coffee for an AeroPress. You make one cup at a time, use less grounds, last longer, and you get a delicious cup of coffee. But you just you put it in your drip coffee maker and just end up with a gallon of like super caffeine and you can't finish it well i did take that into consideration when i was making my coffee this morning i was like i don't want to leave this coffee in the pot after the morning so i made less because usually i end up leaving like two cups in the pot well but this stuff is too expensive to waste the good caffeine (laughs) the good caffeine yes well, um, I hope you've all enjoyed the coffee tangent. Uh, we were talking about Project Runway or something, <laughs> finding your peace. Uh, does coffee bring you peace in the morning? Yeah, sanity brings me sanity in the morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is a related concept, but not the same thing as Chrissy's peace. It's no. a prerequisite for your peace, sanity. Yes, it's the only way to start the day. <laughs> Some sense of sanity. And by the time it ends, you're just like, shh. That's what I want to say at 930. Shh. Don't talk to me. That's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was over there and you were almost doing that. I know you kept talking. I was yeah, like, dude, like, this yeah. is, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't really drop something off and you're like, Yep. But but there are other things that, that bring me peace in a very crazy world, but not quite as much uh, comfort as my my daily, my current daily dose of tea and Project Runway reruns. But um, so I, I take salsa on Saturdays that that's a nice. And and that's treat. dancing, not not the condiment. Correct. Yes. I I do the condiment. Does that bring you peace? It brings me spice. Well, that's nice. What brings you peace, Steve? Do you need peace? 
You live by yourself. You probably don't even need peace. You live in peace. <laughs> I'm surrounded by peace, except for when there is a fire and then all the trucks and the cars, like right before this recording started, were going past my window and I hear it all. And then someone with like a V8 was driving like a block away and that comes through my window and maybe someone having a quiet conversation on the street comes through my window. Uh, aside from Aside from that stuff. Yeah, so do you need, like, respite from your life? Because I work from home now, it's generally pretty peaceful, except for when there's, like, annoying noise in the environment outside. When I was working every day downtown, I would think I was a lot more stressed because I had to commute on the train on SEPTA, which I hated and made me even more of a misanthrope than I already am. And then I had to be in an office, and like offices are annoying in many ways. Uh, so I guess now I don't know if I, I need a lot of peace, but I guess everybody needs peace at some point. So uh, I don't have any particular rituals, though. I like coffee in the morning, that helps start my day. I also like some tea at night, different kinds of nice. tea. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends. If I'm doing something real stressful, maybe I'll... But that's more like decompressing. Doing things that decompress, not really just needing peace. My days aren't as hectic as yours, generally. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, my days yeah. are significantly more hectic than yours are. Yeah, my days are much more ordered and, uh, you know, they're calm in general. Because, you know, do software development. It's not really... It's not supposed to be super intense. <laughs> you really don't want to be in an intense mindset when you're trying to uh, think about carefully and, and design software and implement it or fix bugs and stuff. So, or have you a meeting. You don't want to be like a frantic, crazy person messing no. with computers? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And, and when, when I have meetings, it's just like this. It's very calm. No, I heard your meeting before. It is so stupid. I don't understand what you people do. Like, someone was like, well, on the bright side, they painted the downstairs bathroom. I was like, this is what gets talked about at a meeting? I'm sure you talk about other things, but. No, I think you were overhearing like a staff meeting or something. Still, that's what happens at a staff meeting? Well, a staff meeting is more about, it's more of a a larger meeting with more people. And it's more like your entire department or something. And they're giving you updates of all kinds of stuff, including the environment of your office because we're all remote. Some people work in the office and some people would like to. So one of the problems was that it, they couldn't work there because of various issues for flooding or something. So, but yeah, some of the stuff's mundane. Some of it's like HR has this policy or this change, or we have half day Fridays coming up or, you know, it's like we have big pro these big projects on the horizon, something like that. So yeah. it's like school announcements. Yeah, that's more like what a staff meeting is. But then when you have a meeting, like today I had a meeting with a colleague. We were at, it was actually a working meeting where we were trying to uh, configure a like a server, for a build server. And so that was like a working meeting. We were actually doing it. Like I was sharing my desktop, and he was doing some stuff, and I was doing some stuff. And then we would hit a problem, and we try to troubleshoot it and figure it out, and then... We were like, okay, well, we have to email this other people in order to get this fixed. So then we're doing that at the same time. So we just, it was just like a, an actual, actually accomplishing things during the meeting. And then other times, meetings are more like uh, 
check-ins, make sure everybody knows what's going on about a, a project. So, well, that's interesting. Yeah, not really. But, but I don't, I don't do. I don't. We don't have to get. This is supposed to be about your piece, not about my working style. But I generally work alone. Like I don't do like a pair programming. It's not like a big thing for me. So when I'm actually trying to design software or something, I'm alone or I'm I'm pacing around a little bit in front of my whiteboard or something like that. That's about. It's it's generally pretty peaceful. So I guess you don't need your piece then. So what's <laughs> I the have my piece. No, what's I have the opposite my piece. of your piece. Oh, I know. You go out on Friday now. That's like your new ritual because I'm doing Peter Pan. Yeah, right. I've been going out and I've uh, gone to Broken Goblet usually on Fridays because I have a membership there, and I figured uh, I paid for it last year and went like twice. So I go over there and have a beer or have dinner there, even if I if I if I want to. The food's not bad. Well, yeah, and sometimes there's shows. Like the last week was first Friday at Broken Goblet, and that was a that was actually stayed for the music that night. That was fun. So you Cara get Cartney. peace all week long, and then you have your jam. Yeah, it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, well, that started because I, I think that it is a good way of getting peace. If you have a a busy schedule, for instance, it might be good to go decompress. So when college it started, because in college uh, I work all the time. And even in high school, too, I'd be like working all the time and all night. And I, you know, I'd never really stop. And my, my mind doesn't really slow down a lot. Oh, so I, have I to, know. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to consciously, uh, you know, I focus on different things. Um, so I, I, in college, uh, a friend of mine basically made me promise to not work one night a week, <laughs> Friday nights. So I got in the habit of like, that's the one night I'm not supposed to do anything work related or anything like that i'm supposed to just go do something relaxing or fun or whatever so uh some so at various times it was i don't know just uh i used to just go i think that's the day i used to go grocery shopping with my dad you know that was like my thing i would just go grocery shopping and come home and watch uh stargate you know tv shows and other times it was uh i think in college that was like the night we'd often go get margaritas or something or we'd go out somewhere no uh uh and then uh, nowadays, lately, it's just been going to Broken Goblet. I used to go to, before the pandemic, I used to go to more chill music on Friday nights. Like I look for acoustic sets or, you know, like one or two artists performing. Uh, and not always, uh, but sometimes in places I could take pictures because I, I do that sometimes to relax. So sometimes I feel like going to a place and taking photos to relax. Uh, and sometimes I don't want to. It just kind of depends on the mood I'm in. But Fridays tend to be a little more chill. And then Saturdays, if I go out, that tends to be more of like looking for a big rock show. But, you know, I never know. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I think that's good. I think it's a good way of getting peace. Go out and listen to some music now that it's coming back to life again. Yes. Well, I've been teaching Peter Pan on Friday, so... That has not been peace. That's another night where at 9.30 I want people to stop talking. So <laughs> Stop singing Peter Pan songs? Yes. <laughs> but, you know, that's it's okay. It, you know, recital season is upon us, and it, it will pass in a few weeks. So it's fine. <clears throat> you know. Yeah, so that's how I get my peace. I drink tea and watch Project Runway. From eight years ago. Okay, so Christy, there's one more thing I want to talk about today besides 
peacefulness, and that is iPods. iPods or pads? iPods. Pods? You want? Why do you want to talk about iPods? Because Apple announced today that they are ending the the la- they're discontinuing the iPod Touch, which is the last iPod product. So after like twenty something odd years, no more iPods. You can buy them while supplies last. The iPod Touches. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I didn't know they still made those. Uh, well, they don't. <laughs> That's kind of the point. Uh, Yeah, so iPods are are a very monumental technology. And I think people maybe forget about this because the iPhone and the mobile revolution so overshadowed them once once, uh, the iPhones were out in a couple years. But uh, I never had, I don't think I had the original iPod. I did have an MP3 player that was for another camp, another company. Early on. Is the original iPod that little tiny square thing? It wasn't little. It was big. It was like... Oh, no. Okay. No, I'm with sorry. With a click wheel? What is the little square one? The Nano? I think that's what it was called. It was one of those Nano ones. It had just, uh, just buttons on it. Want to hear something really funny? Always. That's what Steph still uses for music. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> Nope, that, not kidding. That thing still works? The battery still works? Yes, she uses that. And now that she has the iPad, she does have some music on there. But um, she oh still carries God. around her little green Nano. Those things were great, actually. You know, And now they're gone. I think there's, there's a hole in the market now from Apple for this. But their, their, their conclusion is that essentially everything that iPods do can already be done by other devices in the Apple product lineup, which is true to a point. But there's nothing quite the same. I mean, you could get a really a much cheaper iPod. Even the iPod Touch now is still like 200 bucks or just under that on, on right now. That's still a lot of money. I think you used to be able to get, like, the Nanos, I think, were pretty cheap. I think, were they under 100 bucks or something at the time? Yep, like 60 bucks or something. Yeah, and you could fit. So I had something that was bigger than that, but it was kind of like a maybe a cigarette lighter size thing. It was an MP3 player and it had... Like you could like have like two pieces, I think, and kind of take it apart. I think one one part was a battery pack or something. And I took that on a trip in two thousand two over to to London and Paris, and I like preloaded it with the, all the music I would want for that whole trip. They could fit in a tiny little <laughs> few megabytes it held. And I always wanted an original iPod, but I couldn't afford it at the time. And eventually, I did get uh, I think some uh, some later iPods. Uh, and I had I had an iPod Video, I think I wanted. I had some of the iPods later on that had the touch uh, spin wheel on it, and it was great, and it's still great today. People still swear by these things, and they use them in their cars. It's like permanent attachments for music, or because the iPod connector on cars, especially older cars, still works great. Yeah, I remember when I got the iPod Touch, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Because for music, it was, for work, for me, it was the greatest thing ever. It was like the coolest thing ever. I didn't have to carry this giant thing of CDs around anymore. Um, And I had never gotten one of the, like, early, you know, well, I I sorted it, but I didn't, I never got the hang of it. One of the, the ones before the touch. So it was literally, like, changed my life. I loved that thing. Well, if you want an iPod, you should just buy one now. 
get get an iPod and <laughs> because they're not gonna make anymore. Uh, do you still use it for anything? No, I don't have it anymore. It 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 cracked or died, and then I ended up with a cell phone, which did the same thing. So. Well, that's Apple's whole view. But I still think there's some utility to it because you can preload everything in it and use it. I have thought about getting one of those for work and just leaving it there. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you if you want to do that, you better buy it now because it's it's going away quick. But you can use an old cell phone too, the same way. Yeah, that's what I was telling people for the last several years. I was like, because the iPod touches hadn't been updated in so long, and I was like, you know, just get an older iPhone. That's what I used to use. I used to use an iPhone 4S as an iPod. Uh, Apple stops supporting them as phones eventually, though. So like that was one of the things. I don't know uh, how long they're going to support the iPod now that it's discontinued. But even so, uh, the if the iPhone is not too old and you're using, if you're using Apple music, uh, you know, I just use my phone. It's just easier. Well, now it is update a second device. And yeah, but when I, in 2002, when I went somewhere, like we we didn't have all the, I think the LTE networks, we didn't have the high speed cell phone networks. We didn't have a bunch of streaming video. I remember streaming video was on my Verizon flip phone. And it was like a special channels that Verizon provided that would work. And I remember being on the train thinking it's so cool. I could watch CNN, you know, on my cell phone. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, the iPods were just game changers, you know, having all that music in, in your pocket. There's lots of good history about how they were created and the, the competition between them. We could have had an iPod-like iPhone, potentially. I think there was a competition between some two different teams for the iPhone. Like you know, um, operating system. One of them was based on iPods, so didn't didn't win though. I am. There were a couple of um, CDs I had that, for some reason, it, like I lost track of during that transition, which is kind of a bummer because I'm sure I could get them on Apple Music now, but I don't remember what they were. But they were. Yeah, but you know the thing is, Apple Music and Spot and Spotify and such. These are. Mostly people use them as streaming services, which means the ca- you don't own the songs or you don't have copies of the songs, and uh, you know they can go away at any point, any any time. You know, I've lost a bunch of music over the years, but not not keeping them, you know, not moving them successfully between devices and and stuff. But back in the day, when you had an iPod, I mean, you you had to curate your music. So your iPod was a was a like what was on your iPod was a very personal expression whereas what's on apple music is not so much i mean unless you're really good about curating playlists which you know i'm not uh you know you look at apple music and it's i don't know it's it's not the same thing as a carefully curated list of mb3s that you downloaded over years and put together you know and loaded yeah, on your iPod. i guess so so i don't know i use mine for work so it's different because i do have a bunch of curated playlists but they're mostly work related yeah, yeah. Well, it was a big deal. It also helped make iTunes like the centerpiece of your world before um, iCloud and all that stuff. It, it, the The Mac was positioned as like the center of your digital world, and the iPod used iTunes, and iTunes was was much better software <laughs> in a lot of ways than Apple Music is now. Uh, and I remember using it. I used my iPod for uh, early. Uh, podcasting back 
before everybody knew what this was and you had to set up. I remember iTunes had this feature added in where you could subscribe to the RSS feeds and they, they had a little, they created their, their catalog and then you'd have to preload it on your device because we didn't have cell phones with the capability. So I remember trying to do this in the morning, slowly loading it onto an iPod before I had to run and catch the train and just like barely making it or something, trying to get the, the, the podcast on my, my MP3 player or on my iPod. So I have a lot of good memories of iPods and all the different types of iPods, and I still see them occasionally in the wild. Uh, apparently, Steph, <laughs> Steph's keeping them alive. She also has yep. a ancient computer with a CRT monitor over there. Yes, she does. Which I'm like, don't understand. I I haven't seen a CRT monitor in real life in use in double digit years. I don't know how many double digit years. That's what she uses for music editing. I, that's insane. You could li- she could literally <laughs> use her 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 old iPad Mini and do it a better job, be easier. She could use her freaking cell phone and it would be easier to yep, do music nope, editing. She uses like Audacity and then I, I mean saves it on a something. Oh god! Oh my yep. god! <laughs> uh and well, it like crashes every time. Yeah, I know. Like it's crazy. <laughs> it just could just you could literally use an uh, like an iPad. Use my little iPad Mini. I just got one, a new one. Uh, uh Well, anyway, so it's never going to completely die. I think because people love these. these some people love these retro. The, now it's retro, considered retro tech, uh, and people upgrade them and collect them. And I wish I still had mine somewhere. I don't think I do anymore. But anyway. R.I.P. iPods. Kind of sad. It's sad, but technology moves on. I don't know. I don't know if I'd say sad because what the iPod evolved into the iPhone when it was first announced. When you, if you've never seen the keynote of the iPhone keynote, Steve Jobs gave. It is probably the most famous keynote in Apple history. It's one of the most famous technology reveals, you know, of our lives, and it's a brilliant. Uh, and really, it was a really exciting moment. And the, I think the video quality is pretty crappy, the one you can find on YouTube. But I remember watching it live, and it was, it was, it, it was pretty life changing, honestly. Because I mean, I write software on that that platform now, and it, it changed the lives of many, many people, from you know, developers. And it changed all of our lives because it was the launch of the smartphone era. And that one of the things that was was in that presentation when he was trying to describe what an iPhone was, he was describing it was like a phone and it was an iPod and it was like, and so like the, the iPod had, there's a direct lineage from the iPod into the iPhone. That was one of its selling points. It was essentially iPods became an app on your phone. Okay. And uh, so here we are today and now we're with Apple music, which I'm not sure what the hell is Apple music. Cause it's, it's kind of terrible. I use Apple Music all the time. I have no complaints. So <laughs> I have so many issues, but I do miss the uh, the old school interface uh, that was on the old iPods. It was so easy to use. But anyway, uh, technology moves on, and so should we because we're over time. So we got to wrap it up. All right, Steve, wrap it up. Okay, so if you want to follow us on this show and subscribe to us if you haven't already. That's at partnersofcrime.show, or you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I would appreciate if you do look us up in, in like the Apple Podcast directory, for instance, to give us a five-star rating and a review. Uh, but that actually is helpful if you rate and review these things in the in the uh, podcast catalogs. 
Uh, you can find out what we're doing at the garage at jenkintonartsgarage.com. And we have a Facebook page at Jenkinton Arts Garage, on Instagram at Jenkinton Arts Garage, and YouTube as Jenkinton Arts Garage, uh, where we put videos that we create. And uh, despite the fact that I keep being told I need to go on TikTok, I have so far resisted putting anything on TikTok, but you never know. For the moment, still not on TikTok. Perfect. By 9.30, I hate the world.